Genre. What up, everybody, and welcome to another special episode of Tales from the Short Box. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today, as always, with Casey Crawford. Hello. Sean Petit. What's going on? And RJ Blight. God, I did it out of order this time. It's never <laughs> happened. Uh, today, we have some very special guests. Uh, we are joined by Justin Richards and Val Halverson, the creative team of one of our favorite new books from Vault Comics, Finger Guns. Guys, welcome. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey, yeah, so I, I guess off the top, how did you guys uh, start working together? Like, what's um, how did you guys get to get to know each other and start working? Um, I started that. Uh, <laughs> um, I get, I heard about Val from a mutual writing buddy of ours named Christoph. Um, I was looking for a colorist uh, for a personal project of mine, which I sent you guys today. Um, so Val colored. Uh, the five story pages in that little zine that I put together. And then I started looking at his uh, portfolio because I was in the market for an artist for finger guns because I had it picked up at Vault already and loved how I could see it fitting with the world. So I sent him the pitch and then sent Adrian his portfolio and magic happened from there. Awesome. Yeah, it was uh, that um zine was super cool i got to read it today it's a silent night i don't know if it's like ready available if you have it like self-published or anything like that but um yeah no that was uh that was actually before finger guns then so that that uh, zine is a little bit older then right the story pages are um so yeah the zine is coming out soon i finally just put the pdf together which is why i'm sending it around now and i'm going to be premiering it on my website for free um and then there'll be a physical printing later with uh more pinups in it yeah, the pinups that I did in it were a later edition, and they took a while because they're from multiple people, and they're all really talented and really busy. So, uh, yeah, it's been in the works for quite a while, but that's how comics works, kind of. Yeah, that is yeah. very true. Everyone Makes should sense. definitely keep an eye out for that because it was really good. That, like, definitely yeah, cool. heavy-hitting stuff. It was it was awesome. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. twice. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Val did both a pen up and the colors for the story, so he's he's gets the rare honor of a double credit. Nice. Double billing. It's <laughs> impressive. So, um, how did, you mentioned you had already gotten it picked up by Vault? So, how did how did that end up coming about? Like, how did you come up with the idea for Finger Guns, and then how did you get it into the hands of Vault? Yeah, so it was originally a dream um, that I had, where I was kind of in first person of one of the kids and I experienced, you know, being able to uh, manipulate emotions with finger guns. And so I woke up and wrote it down and then sat on it for quite a while. And then I ended up developing it early on with a friend of mine named Sabs Cooper, who has a story credit on her on the book as well. Uh, She helped me out a lot with developing the characters and we outlined most of the story together. Um, Obviously like things change, but, uh, yeah, we laid all the groundwork, and then she had to leave the project, and uh, I finished it on my own. And then I knew Adrian from when I used to do uh, YouTube reviews and interviews, and 
So I sent my pitch to Tim Daniel, uh, who I also knew, and we asked him for his thoughts on it. And his thoughts were send this to Adrian right now. And so then I talked to Adrian about it at Emerald State Comic Con last year, and he liked it and went from there. You're so good at curating stuff, Paul. This is incredible. Yeah, I love their work. Yeah. I think I've read the majority of everything they've put out, and it's all top notch. I agree. I've read probably at least 80 to 90% of the books they put out. And I can't think of any that were bad, and they're just like yeah. various levels of really good. <laughs> yeah, we've certainly talked about a lot of Vault stuff on our show. Yeah, especially recently, too, with, you know, Finger Guns, obviously, but RJ's like, you know, this Vault book came out. We're like, all right, well, we should read it because it's probably good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we each have like a favorite that like whenever it comes out, it's that person's pick, if not the top story. Like, yeah, nice. we talk about it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, of for sure. So Val, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself? You you typically draw a lot of horror stuff, which doesn't usually fit into kind of the 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 story of Finger Guns, but um, I, I wanted to kind of get get your artistic influences and yeah process and stuff yeah uh well everyone keeps calling my art archie so (laughs) really i would not have i would not have gone there at all yeah i don't either but it keeps coming up and every time that comes up i'm like you know that one scene is gonna get gorier and gorier the more (laughs) times they call me archie (laughs) <laughs> well archie's been pretty gory lately so i mean yeah uh, maybe, maybe like yeah yeah after like with archie <laughs> i i actually got like really hardcore becky clunan vibes uh from from your work so that is uh, really high praise because i love becky clunan she's like yes. one of my favorite artists me me too and that's when i saw your stuff i'm like i gotta keep an eye on this guy because yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I no, got like, three prints of hers that are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Very, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have her tarot deck. Oh, yeah. The I was going to say, Casey's always <laughs> talking about uh, a Becky Clunan thing that she bought or she needs to buy but can't right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, especially like looking through your portfolio, the, the horror stuff, um, you know, definitely pops out a lot more in, in that mm-hmm. like it's uh i hope you don't get typecast as the archie guy because <laughs> so much more potential there. i hope that too because you're playing me yeah right <laughs> so i know it's a big thing in finger guns and i think it's gonna be because i think we you guys even responded to us when issue one came out with the albums uh store when he uh was it west goes and buys a bunch of records and there's the the whole display and stuff. I know. So we were just wondering, because we talked about like the playlist that you guys put out. I think you had mentioned that Val put that together and we're just wondering like, what's like, does music play a big part in like writing and or the art part or, and, or is this that just something you guys love just in general? I mean, for me, it takes part in writing so far as I, you know, I love music. And so I usually listen to it while I do write and music, it became a cursory importance to the story because these kids love music like we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes has a lot of both Val and I in him. Uh, we both uh, relate to him a lot. And 
um, we we curated the playlists together um, <clears throat> just to kind of, you know, we thought it'd be fun to give people more of a look at inside our characters' heads. Um, and I think it came out pretty good because, you know, they're they're vastly different and but also like you can see how it relates to certain parts of the story. We tried to be pretty clever with it and get some stuff that really fits in. And then we included stuff where I had plans for certain songs to be featured in the series, particularly the look by Roxette, um, which is an issue three. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like that one definitely made it on the Sadie's playlist uh, since her and her mom listened to eighties stuff together. So uh, yeah. I would say it's pretty important in the uh, in that way. The powers, I just I designed them so they look kind of like wavelengths. So anger is like more of a high frequency, and then uh, Sadie's calm is more low. So that kind of ties into the whole music thing too. Yeah, yeah, like wow, like yeah. sound waves. That's that's yeah, pretty that's cool. Really I never cool. thought about it like that. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, and I think you and, mentioned the, the issue three thing. Like that that page, I think we gushed about that page for <laughs> ten minutes. That thing is awesome. <laughs> Some that, awesome layouts. Yeah. That's my favorite and Val is one of the like I told him what I, I think I said three, like show Sadie in three different positions going across the room. And I did three. And Val came Sadie. out with <laughs> <laughs> Always the overachiever. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I did it's that in the roughs, and I was like, yeah, that looks cool. And then, like, when I had to draw the actual page, I'm like, wait, what did I do for that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and another cool... Oh, sorry, I was going to say another cool thing that you guys kind of almost mentioned um, that not a lot of people have spotted is uh, the the record store scene. Mm-hmm. That had some fun there with with our playlist. Um, we initially did each playlist only ten tracks, and behind the one panel where you can see behind the cashier, Val put all the covers from that playlist from with Wes's yeah, that was playlist. That's a super cool little nod. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think we that, did talk about that. Didn't yeah, we? in the first issue, right? Yeah, yeah, I think we did because I think that I think we're all like music people. I think I all drew. Uh, our attention when when they're at the he's especially when he's messing with the dude at the record store and we're like and then we just started looking and like oh look at all these cool album covers that are tucked back there <laughs> wait a minute i yeah. recognize i these. know one of these yeah yeah no, I, we, we definitely talked about it because yeah. um i i think using the playlist was brilliant because you really do get a, a sense of the character the, the character's like personality instantly like the in a way that you couldn't convey with words and it's a cool little multimedia thing to do. But uh, yeah, we talked about it because I remember I hadn't listened to My Chemical Romance in like 15 years. Oh, that's since right. That's right I yeah. And I was just like, oh, I still love this. I forgot. <laughs> I, I was in denial. <laughs> that's why I remember that. I remember that. I was like, ooh, I forget on that. I remember that on your talking about it. Yep. <laughs> I, do, I do like that extra layer of kind of, um, reader engagement with the the playlist mm-hmm. and you can kind of use social media a little more to kind of push it out there it how how is your like um your process with interacting with with readers and fans i mean like we kind of met you guys over social media yeah. um so does that take like a big part in in coming up with a story too of being like oh well, we can we can do this thing with with playlists 
uh like i didn't i i won't say that i had like plans for the playlists like way in advance it was kind of more like a I had the idea for like I was trying to come up with like any kind of back matter that we could come up with that I thought would be easy and fun um and would help add to the story and so I asked Val what he thought about playlists and he was like hell yeah so <laughs> we put them together and we we were the two of us were hoping that they would go into the individual issues but uh I think the timing just didn't work out for it and also you have to like kind of cross your T's and dot your eyes on like the legalities of that um <laughs> But uh, yeah, like hopefully, I kind of still hope it'll make it into the trade. I'm going to talk to Tim Daniel about that. But I think as much as I didn't plan it, I think it happened organically, and it has definitely added to to it. And you know, I I don't think a lot of people know about it unless they follow me and Val on on Twitter. But um, I think it's the people that have found it have all really enjoyed it. So I'm really glad we did it. Cool. What's what's that been like? Um, you know, now that you're putting out um uh, a book on like a fairly you know like well known publication, like how is the Twitter interaction? I feel like in the last couple of years, like comic books in general, like not only through comic cons and like the very traditional ways, I feel like creators are so accessible, almost too accessible through Twitter. Um, how has that been for you? Is it mostly positive, mostly negative, somewhere in between? I'd say it's mostly positive. Yeah, I'd I'd probably agree. I uh, when like when the protests started happening and I started tweeting about it, I was like, oh, I'll see how much like backlash I get or how many followers I lose or whatever. And I actually ended up losing like none. And so I was like, oh, I guess I've done a good job of curating an audience that's not full of dicks. <laughs> So <laughs> we've been playing the same kind of tiptoe game around on social media, where it's like eventually our own views and things are going to spill out onto the show it's, well yeah it's i mean time. they they mistakenly put me in charge of the twitter and i'm <laughs> yeah very outspokenly antifa so like we're gonna we're gonna piss somebody off it's bound to happen but yeah i, I think that you know start from the get-go like create curating your fans in that way and like yeah i i could definitely tell that we would get along with you guys based on your your twitter you know personality first based on your like social media output it's definitely like like-minded individuals for sure you know yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. and I, I think that just adds to um you know the 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 way that you interact with the with the book too just be like okay i already know like it's i feel like especially nowadays with the like, comic skate crap i always have to tiptoe be like is this new creator i've never heard of a piece of crap you know right. and, like when if you get to know them through social media that's just like another level of like oh cool we would be friends you know what i mean yeah. Totally. Also, those moments where you might find out a week late. Like, uh, there was one book I think that we covered that we found out the writer was kind of not the best. Oh, yeah, like, that well, was unfortunate. Yep. We <laughs> like, won't talk about it again. There we go. It's yeah, there. issue two is not coming up. So uh, there's that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Justin? We talked about Val's um, artistic influences. What about your writing influences? Like, where do, you, where do you get the most inspiration or where did you, like, you know, decide you were going to be a, a writer, I guess? Um, I hate that. Uh, so, um, I, this name comes up in a lot of my interviews, so uh, I'm sorry to anybody that gets annoyed with me saying his name, but uh, Don Eats is, uh, like, a big influence on me as, like, when I read his comics, I was, like, 
obsessed with them like i thought they were so cool and so good and like i was like i want to do this i thought you know maybe i can try someday and me and him kind of hit it off in his early career so we're buddies now so i've had help from like him and other like you know i've known adrian and damien for a while so that's kind of how i was able to like get a peek at how it works and kind of set myself around what i needed um but yeah so he's a big influence uh brian k vaughn is another writer of mine that's like a favorite uh that i i read pretty much anything that he puts out um kieran gillen big time influence that's probably all the modern writers that i would say are like really really big influences as far as like i look to emulate them or or you know live up to to what they do or like hope to someday you know yeah, no, that that comes across, especially like the way that you uh, write the emotional beats in the in Finger Guns specifically is so heavy hitting. I definitely get some some Brian K. Vaughn vibes from that for sure. Oh, <laughs> and the, thank you. And your pacing too is terrific, and those like especially Brian K. Vaughn and his pacing is top notch. Yeah, the, uh, the, the laugh one page, cry the next vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a bit of i gotta give adrian some credit on that with like you know i initially pitched this as six issues instead of five and we ended up combining a couple of issues early on and um he's really helped make sure that the pacing is on point so shout always out to, to adrian have, always good to have editors and and you know people in your corner at your publishing that like really you know like vibe and mesh and That's... ball is a fan of five too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that is very true <laughs> Well, what about you, Val? What are, do you have uh, major influences that have kind of led you throughout your career? Uh, well, there's Becky Cloonan. <laughs> uh, no one else. <laughs> wow, Casey called that one. Yeah, no, I, I know it. I know it when I see it. That's, that's my girl. <laughs> uh, I take it from just like a bunch of places like um one thing that i really like is just uh studying like cinematography uh which i guess some people would think that's kind of weird for comics but no, comics are all. so they're so rooted in just screenwriting that a lot of it is the beats are just like when you're watching a show or a movie so if you're mm-hmm. looking at how like that kind of stuff is like constructed it kind of helps a little bit with like okay i can do this with that kind of panel i can do this with character acting because you got to do goddamn everything yeah. <laughs> when you're a comic artist you got to be the the lighting person you got to be the actors you got to be the wardrobe person you got to be the set designer so studying that is like almost more helpful uh to me just getting all of that info yeah that's super interesting i don't think i've heard anyone say that but that makes so much sense that like yeah that that's uh well i know rj and i are certainly cinephiles um (laughs) any any like movies or um you know directors in particular that you're kind of using uh None of them are going to seem like they come from this book, but uh, <laughs> I like David Fincher a lot, uh, Edgar Wright. I love Edgar Wright. There's, there's a couple of, I think even in the script, there were a few nods to Edgar Wright. I'm a, I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan. So. 
he's my favorite director, hands down. Yeah. So. He's that, that part with uh, Sadie putting the record on, I think, mm-hmm. was... Very, very baby driver of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was telling him, I think I put it in there, something like Edgar Wright style cuts, like just like zoom ins on little objects and stuff. I love that uh, form of storytelling. And I think that's probably why Val and I, like, when we started doing this project together, like when he came on and we, he started reading the scripts and stuff, like, it's been a cakewalk honestly like we vibe perfectly um both as like we're pretty similar dudes uh we like a lot of the same shit yeah. and then like uh i tend to kind of like when i'm writing i think a lot and in, in like camera angles and shots like i i know in my scripts i do a lot of like cut to this shot and i'm like i know that doesn't really make sense but it's like you know just how my brain thinks about it and i so maybe that's a part of why we've been so simpatico on this. I, I do take that back a little bit. I just read the um, Tom Scioli um, biography on Kirby, and they mentioned in that that Kirby always thought of his um, scripts and, and his, his layouts as a movie. So mm-hmm. you, you're you there with the greats, you know? Just, just, well, just Kirby and you yeah. guys. There, so. you there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll t- we'll, I think we'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's a decent comparison. <laughs> I think it really comes across too, because I was thinking about some of the more tense scenes that are in Finger Gun specifically. Pretty much every time Sadie has to deal with her father, because that's and like it feels very like cinematic in that way. Like I know we'll probably talk about a little bit like issue four. Like I was like on edge the entire time because of, like the pacing you guys set up and like because of the some of the choices and things that you're doing with the art and stuff now and it's just like and then the end which we'll after we'll cover a little bit it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it definitely comes across um that in that way it it feels like you're kind of watching it instead of reading it which is cool and there's there's also like the the color matches the mood a lot of the time in this that i've always really enjoyed that yeah, Rebecca is amazing. I love her colors. Yep. Super, super good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, let's, let's just get into it. So, so this episode yeah. is coming out before um, Finger Guns number four. Um, so go out and pick that up uh, this upcoming Wednesday out there, listeners. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, tell us about, you know, I, th- I think everybody's read three up until this point, or at the very least listened to it on our show. <laughs> Hopefully they bought them. <laughs> Um, so yeah, tell us about, uh, you know, number four and like, uh, getting to this stage in the writing process. Um, yeah, so four contains our climax in the, in the final page. Um, and it's somewhere that I knew I wanted to go because I know that these real situations, like these happen in real life, you know, things with abuse and how far it can go. And actually, sadly enough, I had something similar happen in my family recently um, uh, with some, with a niece of mine. But uh, yeah, like I went through a lot of, of, you know, my share of trauma as a kid. And so um, I'm, I've got a plan for both of the characters and where I want them to end end up at at the end of issue five. And so this was 
uh, I guess kind of the way I put it in in the uh, the solicitation, I knew that this was going to be a breaking point. So I wanted to take our time, build up issue four with um, some kind of psychotic plan that, of course, goes awry and found fun ways to make uh, Val draw stuff that he never draws, like cars crashing. <laughs> and yeah. Um, I, it just kind of all came together pretty naturally, really. Uh, what was that like drawing that, Val? Especially like that last Hell. climactic page. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> That's awesome. Val's going to be a lot better at, dra- at drawing cars by the time he's done with issue five. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, there's a lot of cars specifically in this issue that, that you had to draw. They're right below horses. well there's that like common misconception in comics where like comics is different than writing a movie because in comics you don't have a budget the same way you do a movie but you still have to have someone draw all this stuff yeah Yeah, people are like oh there's it doesn't cost anything to blow up a building in a comic but it costs lots of blood sweat and tears so it's it's, it's hours the emotional trauma to create it (laughs) yeah yeah and i i just want to say like not even really a question but um i mentioned it when we talked about number three and like i've personally been through a lot of the same things that sadie did with um you know domestic abuse my my dad and uh i just want to say thank you i guess for putting that into a comic and uh you know, it's always really good catharsis and, and seeing these issues that, you know, people have to put up with, especially right now in the middle of a friggin' pandemic, I'm sure it's hitting a fever pitch for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I don't I, I don't. It's not a question. Just thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for like uh, for recognizing it. And, and uh, like that was that's what I was hoping for with this book is, like I said, I went through my share. I had a at least uh, one stepdad who made moonshine and would get super drunk and you know uh that that's all we need to say i guess uh, but yeah, like so it's uh it's definitely a touchy subject but it's what i want to shy away from because so many people go through it um and same thing with uh like wes's situation where you know he kind of goes home and doesn't have anybody um i had a bit of that growing up as well where my during high school especially my dad and my stepmom both worked graveyard 12 yard 12 hour graveyard shifts and so i would come home and do my homework on my own and make my own dinner and you know yeah at first i was stoked i was like this is gonna be rad and then i was like oh this occasionally really sucks because yeah. there's just <laughs> never anyone around and so yeah. yeah um so yeah like i was really wanting to relay that kind of stuff and now I, like I don't, I never wanted to make it gratuitous, but I wanted to acknowledge the truth of it and how traumatic it really is. So, and Val, of course, uh, especially that last page, nailed it. Really, the last page of issue four. Sure did. The, the trauma, the trauma really comes across, but also I think we've said it. I think we we can't say it enough. The the uh, balance of the trauma along with like the upside because you know sometimes if you've been through that stuff or like even if you haven't it's just like too heavy it's just like i want to read comics to escape you know and so like the i think the um putting this in a little bit of a sci-fi like reality makes that um really really cool um do you usually try to go with like like sci-fi 
themes in your writing like more more outside of the realm of like normalcy or is this like a departure for you for for the way that you um well so finger guns is actually the first thing i ever like wrote as like a story especially like intended for comics but um i've definitely got a lot more comics in the works and i would say i tend to lean towards like having extreme like sort of like yeah something sci-fi-ish like something outside of the normal realm affect something every day ish you know that's kind of my favorite is when you can make something ordinary extraordinary but look at it through the ordinary lens of like this is freaking crazy you know so <laughs> yeah. well um can you talk about any of those things that you have in the works or is that a little bit more on lock and key um, I can give some hints because I don't have any contracts signed. So, uh, <laughs> one that I'm uh, really stoked on is a modern mythology story that I'm working on. Uh, kind of my take on, you know, some gods and goddesses getting up to trouble and betrayal and uh, love and death and all that kind of stuff. And it's uh, being drawn by Gavin, Gavin Guidry. So. That was that the artist on the the Silent Night scene? Yeah, like on the yeah on the story, the first five story pages, he did that as well. Cool. Um, what about you, Val? You got anything yeah. uh, that you're working on that you can talk to us about? Um, probably after I do Finger Guns, I'm going to be doing a bunch of horror shorts and working on a bigger horror thing for a pitch, um, writing and drawing. Uh, the bigger horror thing is going to be. Very gross body horror, so <laughs> tight, that's uh, tight. more my element. <laughs> Sounds like no more sad kids. Although they're all, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> they'll still be sad. It's just it'll be more. Uh, it'll be a little bit more Cronenberg. More Cronenberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. It's yeah, it's good. Yeah, I uh, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know if anyone else does right now. But the um the sh short story horror comic that you did, Val, uh, with the, with the faces. Paradolia. Yeah, there we go. That was fantastic. Yeah, no one really, can pronounce it. I, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Not, not only can I not remember it, I probably also want to put pronunciation. But um, but yeah, no, that that's a short little little zine that uh, a short little comic that the Val has on his Twitter. On his um, if you go to Twitter, there's uh, his portfolios on there. Uh, everyone should go check that out. That was really good. Uh, definitely uh, a little bit you. more of the horror vibe stuff. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't look like finger guns. There's like skulls and demons and stuff. <laughs> this is so different. <laughs> there is, there's stuff hidden in the background. It's like that in that way. I yeah. love that. That's yeah, definitely a little like seek and find, but uh, with skulls. I, I call tight. up my horror wells, Where's Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Fantastic. I think that's just about everything we had for you guys, question-wise. Well, I was I was also going to say, you know, we were talking earlier about with um with music being such a big part of the creative process. Anything in particular that you're listening to right now that you want to shout out? Any like bands you, that you're really you into? can you can look at Val's shirt. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, for those listening, Nine yeah. Inch Nails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Val's a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, and like mm -hmm. I've always liked them a lot he's like yeah um he he can talk about them all day every day and uh, i used <laughs> and to be more of a grocery fan but <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
but uh yeah ever since we got into this he got me back into nine inch nails and so i've actually been listening to the fragile on like repeat he he can attest i've been talking to him about it like nonstop for like a month <laughs> that's what you do you just got to get someone else to listen to the album you're already obsessed with so you have someone to talk to about it that's the key. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna listen to it anyway so you might as well make someone else do it too that's why Casey keeps making us read Grant Morrison. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, eventually we'll get there. Yeah. So it's just nine inch nails. That's it. It's the only thing. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's had it's had a lot of use on issue four and five in particular. Uh, the, the fragile album. Yeah. Um, that's cool. And aside from that, like you know, I do a lot of um, uh, instrumental stuff. Uh, a lot of like original soundtracks um things like that so because usually lyrics throw me off but like an album like the fragile there's a lot of instrumental sections and like all of the singing and lyrics just like are really good to like punch emotions into you and so uh yeah it's been a really it it's helped out a lot with uh since i started listening to it again um, I mean, early on, like when I wrote issue three, I listened to that song, "The Look." I listened to that on repeat while uh, writing that album mm-hmm. or that issue. That issue, uh, like literally on repeat. <laughs> uh, one song, it was it was fun, and then like certain times, I'll put on like some really like depressing shit um, for some of the darker. Uh, moments that we see uh especially issue five uh, i think was like the one that i spent the most time like really trying to get in the mood for it and it was hard because i wrote it during the pandemic like the early stages of it that's a, so, that's like, a depressing time to yeah. be writing so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um that actually yeah like it ended up being a good mood like or the right mood i should say uh for it in yeah um there's there's a scene in there that i think is gonna tear your heart out a little more than the the end of issue four more can't can't wait thanks a lot it definitely took me like i think i spent three days straight just like headphones sad 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 boy music (laughs) uh yeah got some really smith some more scene shit in there (laughs) yeah you know um, Maybe not Morrissey because he's a yeah. Prick. Well, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As the words are leaving my lips, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. not that guy. <laughs> do you have any like Val? Do you have different music for different things you're working on, or is it just uh, it's basically just whatever my mood is that day? Um, let me look at my Spotify recently. Perfect. There you go. Wow. <laughs> um, I listened to King Giz. Uh, Listen to Nick Cave. Love Nick Cave. Nick Cave is one of my favorite artists. Um, apparently, I listened to Beck the other day. Daughters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daughters is really good. Daughters is really like hard, just screaming noise. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. No, that's yeah. really funny that you mentioned those two specifically because I think RJ's one of RJ's favorite brands is King Gizzard, and one of mine is Nick Cave. So that's 
There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> well, I can't guess her too. I, they, they like, they had that, was it last year or the year before they put out like 10 albums? It's like two years ago. That's like every year. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to keep up with them. I, 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 I like compulsively collect records and like every time I was in the record store, there was another one. I was like, another one? Well, it's impossible to do with them. They <laughs> yeah. have so many. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been wanting to get into them, but it's impossible with the, I was like, I don't know where to start. I like, everyone keeps telling Not me they're great, Okay. Nonagon Infinity is the one. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Put I'll that on my out. Spotify. And, the, and the, the vibe on each one of their records is completely different, too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they play around with a lot of sounds, too. Like having microtonal guitars and all of that. Do either of y'all play music, or is it just like, you know, just part of your lives in the way that it is, you know? Uh, we, we both play, actually. I've uh, I've been playing piano since I was five, and I actually was a piano teacher before I did comics. Oh, cool! Wow, all right, that's cool. Um, and I've been playing guitar since I was fourteen, and drums since I was technically I had a drum set when I was like ten, but my dad sold it before I really got into it, and then I got into it again and learned how to play drums when I was like twenty. So yeah, I play I play bass, guitar, and drums, but mostly guitar. Very cool. <laughs> Sweet. I don't think. Oh, I think Adam's the only musician of us. Yeah, he's the only yeah, one that actually I, plays I, music. I say that loosely. My, my my band just recently called it quits after like a year or two of complete inactivity. So I I, I barely recognize myself as a musician anymore. <laughs> enough about me I, I i think adam and i are both a little bit in um like just diy music I, I used to like book shows and you know like doing like punk and hardcore stuff and i think uh i think real real recognize real in that sense like you guys definitely have like that diy like like music vibe um you know like the, the definitely can tell there's like a um you know you put your heart and soul in everything you do and i think that's that's comes from that kind of a, like a, a background you know what i mean oh thank you Appreciate that. <laughs> I think we do too. Like, I know Val, like, I don't know. I feel like the way that I write is different than most people write. The way that Val goes apart, at least, is different than most people do. So I feel like we're pretty unique as a duo. You know, not to say like we're the best or anything, but. I mean, I'm saying that. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're we, say we that. can say yeah. that. <laughs> we got you. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah. I'd well, you know, finger guns going. Do you guys uh, have anything that you're working on together other than finger guns potentially? Since you guys have, are simpatico, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely plan to work together again. Um, okay, cool. Some someday. Uh, I know that we're both like, especially Val. Like Val's had a rough road on this book, honestly, uh, and he's been a champ the whole way through but uh i know he's ready for like a little a little break so mm -hmm. we're actually he he hasn't had time to be games and so he wanted to play a particular video game and we're gonna play it together like so we're gonna do that to kind of nice. keep our our fix going and and uh and i know i had we were talking at one point i'm working on a on a horror uh pitch for in hopes to send it to a particular publisher and they don't like uh, artists attached so i don't have an artist on it right now and i've been sending it to val for like input because uh if you don't know like dude knows his horror so always 
always use him for it. And uh, and yeah, he was kind of like, if it doesn't go to Aftershock and you want, like, maybe we could do that. So there's that possibility. Or we're both also really hoping to get a volume two for finger guns. So yeah, we'll awesome. see. Yeah, we're all hoping that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be so, glad when there isn't more more issues of finger guns to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you uh, you tell Adrian Wassel and Damian Wassel. Yeah, we're, we're gonna add them. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna call uh, them do after it. this. Uh, what, what okay, I'll give you their number. Oh, yeah, there you perfect. go. Nice. <laughs> the ultimate ad, just calling him directly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what video game are you guys trying to play? Uh, Dead by Daylight. Okay, pretty nice. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, I've been like. I have heard of the, of the game, but I like never really looked into it too much. And then when he was like, "I'm gonna play the shit out of that game," and I was like looking at it, and so like now now I'm like studying studying up for it. I'm like getting ready. Yeah, after talking with you guys a little bit, this seems like a game that was made for Val. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I hope you guys that that should be a lot of fun. I think a few buddies of mine said they play it. It's like it's it's awesome. Yeah, the, uh, the Silent Hill it, stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, Pyramid Head. Pyramid Head is <laughs> dummy thick in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yup. I just started finally really digging into Doom Eternal. That's... Nice. I really want to play that because I played the first one from 2016 and the first one <laughs> in the 90s. But... Yeah. The first, first one, yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah. Leading up to its release, I, I played through Doom 1 and 2 um, from the 90s, and oh those games God. hold up. I was they like, this is going to be fun. crazy and dumb. They're so good. <laughs> but, that and Quake. Yeah. Quake. Oh, yeah. oh my God, yes. <laughs> I played those obsessively. Um, and uh, Duke Nukem. Anybody else play Duke Nukem? Duke Nukem, that was... yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the N64? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, Duke Nukem, which is Doom, but you just had like this just obscene character you could just do stupid <laughs> shit with the whole time i loved it didn't make I remember i was young enough i think i was like freaking eight years old or something when i was playing duke nukem on the pc and i discovered that you could <laughs> go pee in the urinal yes and like i did that like 10 times in a row. Uh, yeah and then you could go out at the strip club and you could give a dollar to the strippers and they'd flash you their horribly pixelated boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever I think As an Duke eight-year-old, Nukem, I love that game. Yeah. My first thought when I think of Duke Nukem is uh, taking a piss in the urinal. I, I just, I, that's a vivid memory of mine playing that game. <laughs> it was definitely the thing that was poisoning my mind in my parents' eyes at that point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think yeah. I, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's fair. Cause but Doom was like, oh, they're just killing monsters. Duke Nukem, like, you're going to a freaking strip club. <laughs> Grand, Grand Theft Auto before Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know how you do it, like, if it's, like, a DLC expansion or you unlock it by beating it, but I'm pretty sure you can play as Duke Nukem in Doom Eternal. Oh, wow. Oh, what? Oh, that, that would be a lot of fun. Lots of goal. Yeah, I got to work towards. <laughs> yeah, that's that awesome. game is beating my ass though. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you turn you turn the game on and it's like here's your own ass. It's like well thank you. I guess. Oh, I... Thank you. <laughs> that's fantastic. I don't think I've played Doom Eternal. That's that came out relatively recently, right? Yeah, it yeah. Came out, uh, during the 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 like worst part of the shutdown for oh, me. Of so it was like 
Gotcha. You it's mean right now? Same day as uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing. Oh, um, there you go. Dude, and my oh, girlfriend and I kind of just almost destroyed our router because like we were both like I was downloading Doom Eternal and she was downloading Animal Crossing like the same time. <laughs> That's the two type of people in the world. Which one? Pick yep. your poison. Yep. <laughs> I think we're all Doom Eternals here. I think we can all agree. Definitely yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I, think I just so. didn't feel like working for some raccoon. You know, I just wanted to <laughs> blow up some demons. You just got to get a lightning bolt to strike the router and then you cross the games. And you oh, God. Animal Crossing Doom Eternal. Animal Doom? <laughs> animal Crossing cross with streams. demons, but there's no <laughs> weapons in Animal Crossing, so you're just so you fucked. Not yet. Not <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be Val's entire role in Animal Crossing. He's going to get just to make weapons. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, so, man. did anybody have anything else? I think we hit all our spots. It was just, yeah. uh, you know, thanks for talking with us. It was super nice to yeah, meet you guys. thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for having us. Oh, it was yeah. a pleasure. So where can we find you all on social media? Let's, uh, let's do the plugs. <laughs> so I'm at Emo Comic Writer on Twitter and Instagram. on Instagram, but uh, yeah, you can still have pictures of my dog. So <laughs> it's worth a follow just for that. I'm 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 all about the pictures of dogs for sure. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> have you seen my dog yet? No, I don't. I don't think I have because I think I only follow you on Twitter. Well, I post pictures every once in a while there, but he also has his own Twitter. Oh, um, I have nice. I have I have two dogs, but uh, one is a Pembroke Welsh Corgi, who's just the cutest thing you've ever seen. Oh, I love it. Uh, so his Twitter handle, if you want to check it out, is at Mighty Thorgy. Nice. Nice. That's that's fantastic. Gotta plug that's some amazing. dogs. Yeah. Oh, that is an adorable dog. I will. I have to I have to agree. He's ridiculous. <laughs> My dog was the model for Chester. Oh, nice. oh that's, that's <laughs> awesome. His name is B Dog and he's a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So where where can we find you, Bell? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Fishmas. It's like Fish Christmas. It's been my username since I was 12. I, it's, I don't know me. That's fine. <laughs> um, and I'm on Instagram. What the hell is Mighty Ad? <laughs> I don't even remember. That's awesome. Probably at Val Halverson. Yeah, I think it might be Val underscore Val Halverson. underscore Halverson, yeah. Right, well, um, make sure you check out Finger Guns number four coming out August 5th, which is probably after we release this. We're recording this in the past, so anything's possible. Um, <laughs> go out and get it. Um, yeah. So, guys, again, thank you so much for joining us and talking to us. Um, really appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. Really looking forward to more of this Finger Guns. Hopefully we get that volume, too. <laughs> And uh, you can find yeah. us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. Um, yeah, so get out there, uh, visit your local comic shop, and uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Uh, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, and uh, Justin and Val, thanks again. Uh, this is Tales from the Shortbox. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>